Welcome to the Wild Wisdom Podcast with Dr. Patricia Mills. I'm Dr. Patricia. This podcast is for people who want to transform their health, restore their hormones, and reconnect to their body's natural wisdom. Hi, I'm Dr. Patricia. I'm a Canadian medical doctor, published author, internationally recognized researcher, and passionate advocate for your health. Here, we'll explore the intersection between ancient wisdom and cutting-edge science, distilling the essence of true health into practical steps you can take. Wild wisdom is instinctive knowledge in action. Thanks for making this part of your day. Hello, and welcome to the Wild Wisdom Podcast. This segment has been taken from Thrive Thursdays with Dr. Patricia Mills. I hope you enjoy this episode, and here is Dr. Patricia Mills. Is your skin routine actually harming the health of your skin? Hi, I'm Dr. Patricia Mills. I'm a holistic medical doctor, whole body, mind, and spirit. And I'm coming to you live in my Thrive Thursday event that airs live in my private Facebook group for women, Wild Wisdom for Women with Dr. Patricia Mills. So today we're going to be covering uh, the topic of skin care and if your skin care routine is actually harming the health of your skin. And I'm also going to cover what it is that I do to maintain the health of my skin with my skincare routine. So, you know, I'm a, I'm a medical doctor and I went through the usual medical training and uh, dermatology training was part of it, not the specialty, but like, you know, you spend time with dermatologists and they do, um, they teach us about the skin in lectures and I spent time in a dermatologist clinic. And what I know now from diving into the research uh, even further as a result of my own skin concerns uh, is um, a layer of knowledge that we were not taught in medical school. And part of this is because uh, it's pretty recent information that's been coming out, okay? And part of it is because certain kinds of research just don't make it into mainstream medical education. And it's up to the doctor in, it, in their ongoing continuing medical education to really search out the research and find out the answers. Now, personally, uh, my skin um, history is characterized by pretty good skin until I hit my adolescence. And then I had, you know, some acne. Then I had some um, dermatitis around the nose, and then I was okay for a while, and I developed adult acne, and my acne was particularly triggered around menstruation, so a hormonal variation of it, and then I also developed dermatitis around the eyes. Now, what I found out was that this was a combination of issues, including my gut health, um, my hormone health, and my skin health, how I was um, taking care of my skin, okay? Because you're either, you're watching this either because you're interested in skin health, right, in your skincare routine, which means that you either are considering starting one or you have a skincare routine, right? And if you're joining me live again, put in your name. If you have any comments or any um, thoughts or questions, please feel free to put them in the comments. Now, what I want you to know is that the piece of information that was missing when I was exposed to dermatology training as a medical doctor is that the skin is actually the home for a community of organisms, microorganisms, and they are composed of bacteria, funguses, viruses, and that's what we know so far. And there seems to be more bacteria than anything else, but it's a quite like a community of organisms that are living on our skin. And that's 
normal, okay? Our skin is not supposed to be sterile. So all of these organisms we have co-evolved with over time. And it was, you know, rather than fighting against them, we chose in our evolution to work with them. So the organisms on our skin, if you have a healthy community of these microorganisms on your skin, and it's called the skin microbiome, okay, that collection of organisms, their job on your skin, one of their jobs is to control the population of the bad microorganisms that would cause problems like acne and inflammation um, on the skin. So things like rosacea, dermatitis, eczema, acne. When you have a good microbiome, a good community of organisms on your skin, one of their jobs is to either directly stop these invaders from overgrowing, right? Because there's always a little bit of those guys, those bad guys on your skin. And the good guys stop them from overgrowing either directly, like, you know, like keeping them down or indirectly by making molecules that um, the bad guys don't like. And it keeps that population of bad guys down. Okay. So what happens is that if you have, let's say you start off with a really great community of microbiome on your skin, okay? So a couple of things can happen for that story to go from a love story to like a non-love story, like a, a you know acne, dermatitis, rashes, eczema. And what that is, is that you can either do things to your skin on the outside that decreases the amount of the good guys, which then allows the bad guys to come to um, flourish to grow to take over or you could do something on the inside like through what you eat and what you drink and how you sleep that causes that community of good guys on the skin coat to go down because they are responsive to the health of your body so the health of your body affects their health and their health affects your health okay today we're going to focus on what is it that you might be doing to the skin itself externally through your skincare that could be negatively affecting the health of that community of organisms, okay? And if any questions come up, pop them in the comments. And if you're watching this on replay again, put them in the comments. I like to follow them and answer questions, all right? So if any questions have come up yet, please let me know. And the question for you is, have you heard of the existence of the skin microbiome or is this the first time that you're hearing of this? Okay, so put in your answers if you get a chance. Now, what we're going to talk about is what, what are the things that could damage that microbiome, the good population of microbiome? Well, one of the things that could damage it is what you, what you put on it, like your cosmetics. Okay, so generally speaking, when you cover the skin with um, chemicals, like from... Um, makeup, uh, blush, foundation, primers, toners, um, lipstick, blush, eyeshadow, that um, usually generally has a negative impact on that microbiome. Okay, why? Because oftentimes those products contain preservatives or additives. And what those preservatives and additives do is they're meant to keep those products also don't grow things like mold, right? Or bacteria. Well, the thing is, those preservatives and additives and chemicals can actually kill the good guys on your skin, okay? 
And the thing is that when it comes to your skincare routine, it's the same. If you're using um, a face wash or a soap or a cleanser or a primer or a toner, whatever it is to take care of your skin, okay, or a chemical exfoliator, right? That can damage the health of that community on your skin. And when that happens, they are no longer able to do their function, which is protect your skin from those bad guys. And now you start to get the bad guys proliferating, okay? So for example, in the case of acne, what they found was initially they thought that acne was caused by one specific strain of bacteria, which was previously known as, uh, I think it was propionobacterium, but now it's known as QT bacterium, okay? But what they found was when they analyzed the people with acne and without acne, and they looked at the differences between those two groups, they found that they both had QT bacterium, but the difference appears to be in the kind of QT bacterium that is allowed to flourish. And that the research is looking into is being shown to be um, affected by the what you eat and what you put on your skin. Okay. So one of the mistakes that, uh, so, so your skincare routine can harm you in two ways. One is you have um, pretty good skin to start off with. And then you get really excited about a new product or starting a skincare routine. And you start washing your skin with this like foaming or oil cleanser um, that smells good and it lathers nicely and you wash it and you feel your skin looks all glowy and, and feels all clean, squeaky clean afterwards. Okay. Right. And that can have these chemicals and additives that can harm your microbiome so that although in the moment it might look great, over time, you start to notice that your skin is starting to suffer. It gets too oily in some places, too dry in other places. It starts to develop rashes or redness, eczema, scaling, all those sorts of things, pimples, blackheads. Okay? So that's one way. So it's like a primary insult, like that's the problem. Then there's the other route that you can have, which is you develop acne or rashes or anything like that. Um, because of what you're putting inside of your body and that's causing an eruption. And I have talked about this before in terms of, for example, foods, you can check on my video, the anti-acne diet, um, and you can find it on my Patreon membership page or on my YouTube page in the playlist for acne and skincare. And I talk about what are the kind of foods that can cause or precipitate or worsen this eruption, for example, right? Let's say that's something that's been happening to you. And then you're like, well, uh, you don't understand the connection between what you're putting in and what's coming out on your skin. And so you start to do a skincare routine where you're trying to clean the skin because one of the things that happens when you get the wrong guys coming into your skin is you start to get abnormal oil production and inflammation of the skin, which is that acne. And sometimes it's so bad, it's cystic acne where it's like really red and inflamed. Okay? So then you're thinking, well, I've got to clean the skin, right? So you start to clean the skin kind of vigorously and extensively, and then you can have that secondary damage to the skin. So you have an inside problem and an outside problem develops as well, okay? So when you're trying to get your skincare routine in order, you have to look at the inside issues and the outside issues. And today we're going to focus on, so what is it that I do with this knowledge? So I have this knowledge, right? I've been putting it to action in my life. And what I have to say is that with the combination of the inside-outside approach, 
my skin has never been better. Like it truly, I have to say it is fantastic, right? And I don't get hormonal acne anymore. Maybe sometimes if I've been off with my diet or my stress, which is another cause for acne, I'll get like a couple of dots maybe here or there, but nothing like that, um, what like I used to have. And I have a Facebook user. It doesn't show your name. So if you want to um, put in your name so I can say hi, please do. But the question is, when I highlight the question, how often do you think we should cleanse our face? Perfect. This is a great segue for what I'm going to talk about next, which is how do I do my skincare routine? Okay. So it's an evolving process, right? And I'll always update like what I do if I do any changes and things like that. But what I know, oh, hi, Denise. So wonderful. It's great. Great question. Thank you for asking. So first, before I talk about how often, I'm going to talk about how, what do I use and how do I use it? And then I'll talk about when and how often. So I don't use um, any, full disclosure, I don't use any soaps to clean my skin. I don't use any commercial cleansers. I don't use any commercial oil cleansers. What I found when I went in to look at them, all of them with few exceptions had something to make it lather well or smell nice. And those usually are chemicals, okay? Sometimes you'll find some really clean um, products that are more like the do-it-yourself kind of thing. and um, But on mass production, like the kind that you'll find when you go into your local you know, I'm in Canada, so it's Shoppers Drug Mart, or it might be even a Whole Foods. Um, and even though it may be a brand that looks really nice and expensive, really look at the ingredient list. That's where you're going to find them. And if you see things like sodium benzoate um, or even citric acid, you know, it's it's like a, a synthetic form of vitamin C. And even that I don't want to put on my skin regularly or natural um, uh, natural oils. Um, and the only time it's okay is if it says like essential oils or like organic essential oils. Okay. If that's what they're using to make it smell nice. All right. Um, any sort of, um, basically any word that you're like, that's not natural. That's a chemical. Okay. I, I avoid that completely. And the reason I avoid it is because I do have alternate solutions that I use. Okay. So what I use um, to, first of all, exfoliate my skin, um, I do not aggressively exfoliate my skin in general. Uh, I do do daily um, a, a mechanical kind of gentle dry brush. So I use a dry brush and I use it from the tips of the fingers in towards the heart, toes in towards the heart, and also the face down towards the heart. And that just helps stimulate the skin um, in a very natural, mechanical, soft, gentle kind of way. So it doesn't disrupt the microbiome and gets the lymphatic system moving, which is that the fluid and the tissues that accumulate and if the lymphatic system isn't draining well, you start to get puffiness. So I really love to use these. This one is from the body shop, but you know I don't even think they carry it anymore. It's so easy to find these online um, and in your local stores, which I highly recommend supporting local stores. And then, um, you know, when I was in Turkey and um, Morocco, they would do once a week, like an exfoliation using um, natural muds and clays, okay? It's very natural, no chemicals. So if you're using muds or clays to do like a deeper exfoliation, definitely look at the ingredient list. And just so you know, you do not want to dump those down the drain. It clogs the drain. It's very like, you know, thick. So you want to do it into like a bowl. Um, so you're going to use like a natural mud and you can get those from your local health food stores. You don't want to do that more than once a week. 
and you basically just exfoliate down into your um, into you know your your face and you can do your body, but that's very hard to do without like having a proper basin to drain all the mud out and then you dump it into your garden. For example, or outside in nature, again, not into your bathtub, not into your shower. That will clog the drain. Okay. Um, I personally don't do that a lot. It's a lot of effort and I'm a busy, you know, I'm a doctor, I'm a mother. Um, I, I don't have a lot of time for that. So what I but what I do do is I incorporate daily oil cleansing. Okay. So the, the thought between oil cleansing, and this works even if you have oily skin, okay, it's a huge misconception it's a big mistake that people make when they have oily skin and they avoid oils now yes you should avoid certain kinds of oils okay the oils that i'm going to show you are is um the kinds of oils that you can use if you have dry skin or oily skin okay and what it is is that the the excess wax and oil on your skin the way oil light attracts light, right? Water and oil repel. So if you use a water-based cleanser, which most cleansers are, they have to put a chemical in it to bind to the water that then allows that water and chemical to bind to the oil and pull out the oil. So there's like this chemical interface to get the excess oil and dirt. And the dirt that lives on your skin is the kind of dirt that loves oils because your skin the surface of the skin is made up of, of oil, of fat, okay? And there's different kinds of fat. On the top is like the sebum, which is kind of like a wax. And then you have the inner, like the layer below that, which is the lining of your cells. And that's things like um, oleic acid, which is a similar kind of oil that you find in, for example, olive oil, okay? And it's the dirt that likes to live in that oil that dirt loves oil. And so if you want to pull that dirt out and you want to pull the excess oil out, it's super counterintuitive. But if you think about it, like, like attracts like and opposites repel, water and oil repel, but oil and oil like to fuse together. If you um, don't understand this concept, um, take uh, water and put oil in it and see how it doesn't, um, they, it separates, right? It stays separated. But if you have a, bo a bowl of oil and you put oil in it, it, it mixes in, right? So what I do is I use oils, natural oils, to wash my face, and I use um, and I use it to wash the makeup off, and then I do it a second time to wash the dirt that's underneath the makeup off. And the cool thing about oils is that they work very well for mascara, for makeup, for blush, for lipstick, all that kind of stuff. It's extremely good for that. But if you just do it the one, if you've been wearing makeup and you just do the oil cleanse once, then you just get the makeup off, but you don't get the dirt that's underneath it off. Okay. So you might be asking me, well, um, Dr. Patricia, what kind of oils should I use? Right. I have oily skin. I have, I have dry skin. I have combination skin. Well, I could give you lots of different oils to use for different body types, or I can give you a combination of oils that work for any kind of body type. Okay. And that's what I like to do. All right. So what I like to use is I like to, first of all, this is my oil um, bottle. I just got like a glass bottle. Don't use plastic, okay? Because oils pull plastic, um, like kind of pull in plastic uh, into the oil, and then you're going to get oil with plastic like products in it, like BPA, bisphenol A, right? We don't want that. So use a glass container and a simple pump. I got this from Ikea, super cheap. 
and I mix my oils in here, okay? Then what I do is I use a blend of sesame oil, okay? And it's what you're looking for is organic and unrefined, cold pressed, okay? Unrefined. And it's in an amber glass would be amazing because these oils are very delicate. Oils from seeds are very delicate. They go bad very fast. They go rancid very fast. So you want to keep it in a cool place with an amber bottle to protect it from sunlight so it doesn't go bad, okay? And if you haven't used up the bottle after a couple months, I would just throw it out and buy a new one, all right? So this is sesame oil, and I mix it about 90% sesame oil with 10% castor oil. Okay, now I'm not, I don't have any affiliation with these brands. I'm just showing you what it is I look for. I look for organic, cold press, unrefined. So, what that means is that the oil was extracted not using chemicals. You don't want chemicals in your oil. And you do want organic because a lot of chemicals love oil. So, they, they tend to go into oil. So, if your castor oil or your sesame seed was grown being sprayed by pesticides, a lot of those chemicals will be in the oil. And when they squeeze that oil out, now you've got the chemicals in the oil. That's like, I don't know. That's not good. I don't want that on my skin. I'm pretty sure you don't want it on yours. And then let's say I'm like, oh, I want to make this smell good. I use essential oils here. I have, for example, rose oil. I'm just going to put it on because I love the smell of it. It just smells so good. Rose oil is also good to put it on the face directly um, as like a really great uh, moisturizer for the skin. There's lots of really lovely essential oils that are really good and nourishing for the skin. So what I do is when I want to cleanse my face is you want your face to be dry and you take the oil. Okay, And remember, I, I use 90% sesame oil, sesame seed oil, organic, 10% castor oil. Castor oil is thick. The reason I like it is because it has a unique oil called ricinoleic acid. What I like about it is castor oil is very soothing for the skin, very hydrating for the skin. It's really quite wonderful. Um, and it's uh, also like, you know, it helps, um, uh, it like nourishes these oils, sesame seed oil, castor oil. They give food to the microbiome so that the good guys thrive and the bad guys are then controlled by the good guys. You have more good guys, less bad guys. So you're going to get less inflammation, less redness. Okay. That's one benefit of the oil is it, it, it protects and it nourishes your skin microbiome and it pulls the oil, the excess oil and the dirt out without killing those good guys. Okay. So you really, that's like the, using oils for skin cleansing has, many, many benefits. All right. And the third benefit is that it's very hydrating. Whatever oil you are, is left on afterwards is going to penetrate the skin, nourish the skin. Now, have you ever had a leather jacket? Um, I, I do. I have, I have a leather jacket. I love it. And I noticed that over time it started to get dry and I had to apply oil to the leather jacket to rehydrate it, right? To moisturize it. And leather jacket is skin of an animal. And, um, and because I don't want to buy a lot of leather jackets, I want to really keep my one leather jacket in really great condition. I do regularly oil it. And it's the same thing with the skin. As we age, we lose that oil content, especially through menopause, but really at any point in time, and especially in cold weather, wind, right, sun, it really strips the oil of our, from our face. And that's when you start to get the dryness. Okay. So 
the benefit of using oil cleansing is that you're also replenishing those natural oils. So what I do is I tie my hair back, I take the oil, dry skin, and you just massage it into your skin and you do it for at least a minute, okay, all over. You're really, really working to get that out. If you're wearing makeup, get that out, really, you know, really massage in. And then you take water and you just, sorry, you don't take water for this one. You take a damp cloth and you just you wipe off the excess oil. You wipe off the oil, okay? And then a second time you go in, and this time is the deep cleansing. So you're going in again and you're rubbing it in, rubbing it in. If you have the time, and I try to do this about once a week, okay? I do the oil cleansing at least a minute, two times, one minute, twice every day at the end of the day. It's like, it's like taking off the day from my skin. Okay, and getting it ready for bedtime, right? But if you have some time on that second go around, give your like do about 15 minutes and you let that be a self-care and you really massage, get the blood circulation going, get the lymphatic system going, draining that excess fluid, getting the circulation, it, it feeds the skin when you get more blood going to the skin. And what you'll find at the end of it, you're just gonna have like this glowing, beautiful skin, okay? So um, at the end of either at least a minute or 15 minutes, and you can even like walk around the house doing it, listening to some music, maybe watching a show, listening to a podcast, right? Just doing that. And then at the end, again, you take a damp cloth. It can be warm if you want. Um, again, I'm just about ease. And I have my oil cloth. I just use a few cloths that I use for this only because it will you know, be oily and eventually you have to throw it out and get a new cloth and you just wipe it off, wipe off the excess oil and there is no need to do anything else. Okay, period. Um, you can, if you want to, you can wash with like a very gentle pH neutral soap like Dr. Bronner's or, you know, some people like to use Dove. For me, I find that afterwards my skin is just so soft and glow, like soft and glowy. I don't want to, it's like clean it's amazing. I don't want to do anything else to it. It's done. Okay. And what you might notice as you're watching, washing is that certain like oil plugs start to come out. Like it's really quite fascinating what you're able to pull out of your skin as you're doing this oil cleanse massage. Because again, oil is attracting oil and that dirt that's with that oil comes out, those blackheads and that dirt. And you just find that all of this stuff is coming out and it's really like, wow, it's amazing. It's the best feeling and it looks great. And over time, you'll notice that your skin is starting to clear up. You're starting to get better skin. And I really, really like to do this for my skin. Okay. In a future episode, um, I'm going to talk about a secret ingredient that can be used if you have active acne and you really want to get that acne down. It's research backed. Um, and I'll, I'll be going into that in a future episode for now, this is like the minimum that I would recommend for a skincare routine. And you can do this if you have acne. Okay. It's just that in the future, I will tell you about one extra thing you can add on if you have acne that is just not going away with this skincare routine. Okay. All right. Now, um, the other thing that I want to say is that what I do also, so that's my nighttime skincare routine. And then I'll actually add oil um, and I'll use actually the same oil. So it's really cool. It's not different for oil cleansing and, and oiling. At night, I'll pull my hair up into a top, a high top bun and I'll put oil all over and I'll just let it sit. And I just make sure I, you know, I'm, an, I'm a back sleeper mostly. 
Um, if you're a side sleeper and you don't want to get your, your pillows dirty, maybe don't do that. Save this for the morning. But I do add oil on top of that to really like give it time, give my body time to absorb the oil. I go and I do the rest of my you know, nighttime routine. And just before I go to bed, I just blot it gently so it's not too oily. And in the morning when I wake up, I find that I don't have to clean my skin, right? It's, it's just been like asleep and hopefully you clean your pillows so it's not like it got dirty. And then again, I'll just add oil to my skin and just blot it gently so it's not too shiny, but it is oily. And I'll go about my day, you know, I'll do my breakfast routine. And then if I have to add makeup, I'll blot it again so it's not too oily. And then I'll add makeup on top of that. However, I do avoid using makeup unless I'm doing things like this Facebook Live. Um, so, um, and I find that because I am doing this, I don't actually need that much makeup because a lot of my skin issues have really resolved, like, um, you know, excess redness. I'm just looking at the screen skin, like, you know, I used to get acne around here or big, I used to get big, like, um, wide pores and I was doing, you know, skincare routine. Okay. Now the thing is I used to go into big companies, um, like Sephora and all these beautiful companies and, and I would look at their skin oils. And I would buy them. And the thing is, when I started to learn how to read ingredient lists, I realized that most of them, because they are mass produced and they have to last on the shelf for a certain period of time to make sure that when you buy it, it hasn't gone bad. They do have chemicals in them to preserve them. So really, you know, just go to your local health food store, buy your organic uh, oils. I find castor oil you can find online or your local, um, you know, health store. It's really easy to find, actually. Uh, but certainly they have it available online um, if that's what you're interested in doing. Okay. So now if you've, if you've been uh, watching this and you have any questions about your um, skincare routine, and if there's anything you're wondering about, if you, maybe you've been doing it and you're wondering if you've been doing it wrong or in a way that might hurt your skin microbiome or any experiences that you may have had with things like oil cleansing, right? So to answer your question, Denise, I oil cleanse every night for a short period of time, one minute clean, and then one minute. And I try to work in at least once a week, if not more, that longer, um, that second time around doing the longer um, face oil massage. Okay. And again, if you've heard that you should not be, um, that, uh, that you should not be using oil with acne or any sort of skin conditions, it's, it's, not the case if you're using the kind of oil that I've talked about today, okay? If you use the kinds of oils that I've talked about today, chances are that everything's going to be totally fine. And I've had people who had like rosacea who started doing this and reported that the rosacea improved acne, um, eczema for sure, you know, all those sorts of things, okay? So um, I just, what I would say is give it a try, see if it works out with your body and your skin type. Okay. And worst case scenario, you stop. It was a good lesson learned. Okay. Here's another great question from Denise. Thank you, Denise, for your participation. I love it. It's so much fun. So what are my thoughts about using coconut oil, organic, unrefined, cold pressed? Okay. So coconut oil has been used um, in the past and Ayurveda was one of the first like you know um, traditions to be using it as far as I'm aware it's definitely in their like text it's not as ancient as sesame oil it's about on par with the development of 
the use of castor oil because castor oil is from castor um, beans, okay? And coconut oil, um, and you're mentioning it, unrefined. So if it just says coconut oil, it is refined. You want it to be um, um, virgin coconut oil, which means it's pressed and squeezed, the oil is squeezed out, organic, as mentioned before. I'm not as worried with organic when it comes to coconut oil because of the thick shell. It's fairly protected from things like spraying and that kind of stuff. But of course, um, I do try to go organic whenever I can. The thing with coconut oil is that coconut oil is more of like, it depends on your skin type kind of oil, okay? So some people use coconut oil and it's great and some people use coconut coconut oil and it's not. The other thing, and this is completely like, um, it's a mechanistic theory, which means that you have to kind of follow the logic with me because research hasn't been done on this, but I'm gonna take you through my logic. Um, there is, There are some people out there with a genetic predisposition to not do well with taking too much coconut oil into their body, okay? And that gene is the APOE4 gene that has been linked to Alzheimer's. Now, um, we do know that whatever you put in your skin, particularly if it's an oil, is absorbed into your body, okay? So some people who are like flathering on coconut oil and they have an EPOE4 gene, I simply don't know the answer to whether or not this is safe for them, okay? Whereas sesame oil um, is really not an issue. 10% castor oil is not an issue. I mean, castor oil, although not recommended for daily consumption, has been taken uh, internally, right? It's something you can take internally. And I'm talking really small doses of castor oil. If it's too sticky, that combination of 10%, 90%, go down on the amount of castor oil that you're using. That's how you know if it's a good amount of castor oil in your oil. Um, so coconut oil is not something that I necessarily recommend to everybody, okay? So I personally stick to the sesame oil and, um, and the castor oil. So if you are using coconut oil, just pay attention to how your skin responds over time, okay? Um, so that's the answer to that question. I personally don't use it because I just want to stick to what I know is tried and true and works for most skin types because I have combination skin. So sometimes the coconut oil can make certain parts break out and other parts are great, all right? Some people ask about jojoba oil, J-O-J-O-B-A. It's more of a wax than an oil. It's like the, it's like the waxy part of the skin of a plant. So it's not going to go into your skin. It's going to just sit on the top of your skin, which is okay for protecting your skin, but not for nourishing and hydrating or for pulling the oils out. So I wouldn't use that for oil cleansing. I, I would use that a little bit of it into the oil that I'm putting onto my skin, especially in the morning to protect the skin from the external environments, but just a touch, not very much. Okay. Like a few drops, maybe like 5% of the mixture. Um, and I have another Facebook user saying, um, um, you have probably already covered this, but I've also, I've just jumped on. I use olive oil. Is that good at all? So olive oil is interesting because olive oil has oleic acid and oleic acid is the primary oil that we have in our skin. Um, and some research shows that there may be some contribution to oleic acid disturbance and acne. Okay. So I do use olive oil. Okay, it, I, I do interchange it with the sesame oil. So it's the it's like you can use either the sesame oil or the olive oil and then add a little bit of castor oil for cleansing and then additionally a little bit of jojoba oil for like your daily skin protection. Um, however, um, I wouldn't if I were developing acne, I would cut out the olive oil and substitute it for sesame oil. Okay, just to be on the safe side. So that's the only caveat with olive oil, but I have used 
And again, you want organic, extra virgin olive oil, right? Otherwise, you're getting potential chemicals going onto your skin through that oil. Okay. So I hope that answered your question. That was a great question as well. And um, thank you so much, ladies, for joining me live. Again, if you're catching this on replay, um, put your questions in the comments. If you're catching the replay on a place like YouTube, feel free to subscribe to the channel so you can catch all my um, videos um, and not miss any of them. Yeah, subscribe, share. If, you, if there's someone in your life who you think might benefit from this information, please feel free to share it with them. And I look forward to seeing you again next Thursday for my Thrive Thursday live episodes. Hope you're having a wonderful rest of your day, evening, and night. Bye. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast, Wild Wisdom with Dr. Patricia Mills. If you like this podcast, please take the time to like and subscribe and please feel free to leave any comments and look below for the contact information if you want to connect with me directly. Thank you and I hope you have a wonderful day, evening or night. Hi everyone, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Just a reminder, this podcast is for educational purposes only. This podcast is not a substitute for a professional care doctor or other qualified medical professional. This podcast is provided with the understanding that it does not constitute medical or other professional advice or services. If you are looking for help in your journey, it is important that you seek out a qualified health practitioner. If you would like to work with Dr. Patricia for her expert health transformation guidance, please email her at info at drpatriciamills.com to book a discovery call. You can also find Dr. Patricia on Instagram at Dr. Patricia Mills and Facebook at Wild Wisdom for Women with Dr. Patricia Mills MD. For access to all of Dr. Patricia's educational videos and more amazing perks, consider becoming a Patreon member. Links are in the description of this episode. It is important to have an expert in your corner that can help you make the changes you crave, especially when it comes to your health. Thank you.